Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about working with professionals to give them the tools and the services that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And I really love it when I get to talk to guests that are not in the United States because we do have a presence worldwide. Got to love the fact that this is um, broadcast on the Internet because we can have listeners around the world. And the information that we provide is something that everyone in every country can listen to and enjoy and hopefully put to good use. So today I'm talking to someone from the lovely, lovely Jamaica. And this is going to be so much fun. And so please join me in welcoming Henneke Watkins-Porter to our program today. Oh, thank you so much, Deb, for inviting me on. It's an awesome pleasure for me to be here, and I look forward to having a great time sharing with you and your awesome community. You know, we really are going to have so much fun. And, and of course, I could just talk to you all day because I love your accent. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) I know, I love it. Well, before we really jump into everything, though, let me tell folks just a little bit about you. Mm -hmm. So, Henneke is a serial entrepreneur, podcaster, author, speaker, and fashion designer. Her purpose is life transformation through inspiration. She went from working at a nine-to-five that was unfulfilling to start her own fashion line, writing books, podcasting, and speaking. She had to overcome several obstacles to be where she is currently at. Her passion for motivating others through entrepreneurship led her to start a radio show, which is now a podcast, called The Entrepreneurial You, which inspires people to peak their performance. Her book, 15 Hints to Entrepreneurial Success, Lessons from a Caribbean Businesswoman, highlights the things that Henneke identified as instrumental to win in business and life. The most important of them, of those 15 hints, is to identify your purpose. So again, Henneke, welcome. Thank you so much, Deb. And I, I, you know, it just warms my heart listening to you say that about me. And, you know, I'm like standing out my outside of my body hearing, hearing it, you know. <laughs> well, and it's, it's interesting because I'm just going to jump right into the part of your book where you talk about the fact that we have to think such positive thoughts about ourselves. You know, that's going to be what helps make us successful. And so many times we don't. You know, we have those negative thoughts. We have the you can't do it. Or worse, mm-hmm. we have other people telling us you can't do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, 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 I tell people, write your own radio um, uh, introduction. And and I t- you know and I tell people because that's where you should be glowing about yourself and your accomplishments, and I think it really is a, a an important thing for people to think about is how do people you know how would people think about you if they introduced you on a radio program? Mm-hmm. You know it's interesting because one of the studies I've actually read up. I cannot recall exactly, Deb, you know, who did it, that study. Mm-hmm. But it says that it takes 17 positive to overwrite one negative that you would have heard right. in your life. Mm-hmm. So we keep, we are in a, we're in an environment that we are flooded with negatives, right? right? We're constantly bombarded with the fact that I can't do that or 
it's not possible or you're, you're, you're not from the right family or the right skin color or the right background, whatever it is, there are so many things that would be drowning out the, the fact, the reality that you can do anything that you put your mind to. You know, it, it just happens between the, that, that short space between your ears. Mm-hmm. It's all about telling yourself and defining for yourself what you can do, what you cannot do, defining for yourself who you are and not allow others, not allow our negative past mm-hmm. to to define who we truly are because those are lies, you know? Right. right. And, yeah. and we can overcome, you know, virtually anything. Um, you, you talk in your book about the fact that your upbringing was horrible to say the least. Yes. Um, you know, and, and, and we don't, you know, certainly don't need to go into it, but it was, it was not good. And it was worse than what many people have faced. And you have turned into this entrepreneur, this author, this wonderful, spectacular example of what can happen when somebody really thinks, you know what? I don't have to be that person that had all of that happen. I can be this wonderful person. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, this transition did not happen overnight, Deb, you know, mm-hmm. having gone through all of those things, it took an emotional toll on me and all of that over many years. Mm-hmm. But I knew, I, somehow I knew amidst all the struggle, amidst all the pain, I somehow knew that there was better, that I was better, mm-hmm. that those circumstances did not define who I am right. deep within me. And so, you know, I, I, I had to think positive. I had to take the steps that were necessary to overcome my past into being the person I am today. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I always said is that I wanted to start my own business Mm -hmm. because I also knew from an early age that that would be my freedom into, right, into, into developing into the person that I know that I am. Mm -hmm. That would be my ticket into getting out of those circumstances in the situations that I never ever want to get back into. Mm -hmm. But I know that there was a way out. And so entrepreneurship for me, I, I belabored, you know, the idea over many years. What would it be? What would it be? What would it be? And it wasn't until August 7, 2007 that this aha moment actually came for me you know and yeah I decided okay I need it's going to be a business it's going to be a clothing line you know um and I started jumping at it right there and then Mm -hmm. 10 years ago almost well yeah 10 years ago (laughs) right well and we're not saying to ignore or forget those negative things that happened because in so many cases that's what we're learning from um, you know, and, and so we're, we're learning, you know, whether it was, maybe it was, you know, we, we took jobs that we shouldn't have taken. And so we have learned from it or we've learned from others. You talk about that in your book also is mm-hmm. you'll learn from others mistakes. We don't have to, to suffer through it to learn from somebody else. No, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. In fact, what I like to say, you know, is that not all things are good. Mm-hmm. but they work for good. Right. So not, not, not the, the things that you're facing now, the giants that you're facing now, they're not necessarily good. No, they're not. You're not enjoying the experience, mm-hmm. but it's a part of your journey. And what I've come to recognize, Deb, is that 
even as an entrepreneur, as a person, mm-hmm. life is a journey. Right. And along each step of the way, I must stop to recognize and enjoy the journey. Mm-hmm. Take a rest when I must, because having been an entrepreneur for many years, there are times when I've had to pivot, right? right? The, the idea, I, I had to change from having a brick and mortar into going online because there are just some things that were not working out for me. Right. Right. And I had to change that. And as I changed that and as I began to to get deeper into what it is that I'm doing, I recognize that my mission mm-hmm. is life transformation through inspiration. Right. And so when my story gives me that platform mm-hmm. to share when, you know, who I am today gives me the platform to share my story. I share that I'm an entrepreneur. I share that I am doing all these things because I want to inspire somebody else who may be living vicariously through my very eyes Mm -hmm. to inspire them into being who they, they can be and who they actually are. Right. Well, and, and it's at whatever level they want to be at. Um, You know, it might not be that they're an entrepreneur. Maybe it's that they're the best darn mailroom clerk that that company has. Exactly. You know, a fabulous parent, a wonderful spouse, all of those things. And you actually discussed that in your book, and I'm going to give the title again. It's 15 Hints to Entrepreneurial Success. You talk about the fact that success is defined different by everyone. So That's talk correct. a little bit more about that. Right. So, so many, you know, we hear the term success all, you know, over these many years. And sometimes we get kind of almost frightened by it mm-hmm. because we're not sure because we see other persons, they are making you know, billions of dollars or they they're, they're have material possession that is insurmountable. Mm-hmm. But then what I recognize over time, Deb, is that I need to stop and define success for myself. Right. Because if I define it in your eyes, according to your terms, I become so miserable when I'm not able mm-hmm. to accomplish the things that I said that I set out to because I am not defining it for myself. I'm defining it according to your terms. Right. So it is very important to define success according to our own terms and not according to other persons. Mm-hmm. For me, for me, success is, is just being able to to accomplish my dreams, my plan, work at them daily and making those tiny steps, right? Mm-hmm. It and knowing that it, it, it is actually dependent on my morals, my values, right. in order to arrive at my own success, again, I must define it for myself. I must know what is important to me. I must be clear mm-hmm. what I want to accomplish and how to really strategize to accomplish that, right? So for me, it is important to have good balance when it comes on to maintaining relationships in my family. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I'm constantly working at, constantly working at having a better marriage, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? Because marriage is is not an easy road, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, constantly working at at my wellness. In fact, I've been just recently just trying to eat healthier. There are some things that I'm having some discussions. I just earlier was talking with my husband. Mm -hmm. I'm cutting out of my diet some things because I want to be healthy. I want to be able to 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 feel energized daily. So there are some things for me that are absolutely critical. My finance is important to me, my family, my business, uh, wellness and so on. So those things are important. And it's I, I must be taking stock each day. I must to 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 say to myself, okay, today I'm here. And and my objective is to get to number is, is to get to ten, but I'm at number seven. What do I need to do? So I need to be setting my smart goals. 
right? Mm -hmm. Along the way. And SMART is acronym for being specific. So I must say exactly what I want to accomplish. I want to say accomplish, uh, lose 10 pounds, for example, right? So it must be specific. It must be measurable. At the end of my journey, I must be able to say, okay, in 10, in, in three months, I'm able to, I, I want to, 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 to lose 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. It must be attainable. It must be realistic and it must be timely, right? So don't just go setting wild goals. Okay, I want to be successful. Mm-hmm. What does successful mean to you? Put it down, write it down in Habakkuk, which is, you know, I, I subscribe to the Bible, <laughs> right? Okay. And in Habakkuk for me, when it talks about write the vision, make it plain, it must be written down because sometimes if you, I find that when I write things down, Deb, that they manifest much more mm-hmm. quicker even than when I think the thoughts. Yes, mm-hmm. it is important to think, but then go a step further by writing it down and putting it on into bite size and measurable pieces that you can say, okay, I am making some progress here. I am getting right. Mm -hmm. Well, and I love the fact that for you, it is a combination of personal, business, all of those various things. Because I think so many times, especially small business owners and entrepreneurs get focused on my business, my business, my business, my business, that they forget that they need to stay healthy, you know, that they need to have a personal life, Um, you know, all these various things. And and it truly is a combination of everything that will uh, make you successful. Exactly. Not any one thing because you can be so successful in one area and then you're toppling over mm-hmm. on another, you know, and it you're not having true joy and fulfillment because life is about enjoying, like I said, enjoying the journey and having, I don't want to say balance because I've taken a new perspective on balance. Mm-hmm. When, if, if something is in balance, then it means that there is no movement. Right. So at, at no point we want to achieve balance, right? Although we always talk about work-life balance. No, mm-hmm. because again, when there is balance, right. there is no movement. You want to have movement. You want, but at a time you need to, you need to be able to define, okay, in this season, so for three months, I'll focus extensively on, on accomplishing this goal for my business. Right. But then once that is done, I know, okay, I'm going to also now focus extensively on building a closer relationship with my family members mm-hmm. and, you know, giving them all the attention and so on. So at different points, at different seasons, we can actually choose what we focus on, but they are all important. Right. They're all important and we must recognize that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and when I started my business, I made the very conscious decision of, you know, I was not going to work evenings. You know, that was family time. Um, you know, I usually do not answer my phone after five o'clock. Do mm-hmm. I look at it to see who's calling? Yes. Do I check the voicemail message? Yes. Because there might be something that, that needs that. But, um, you know, and, and I, I, you know, I, I might be working on the weekends, but I'm, it is, you know, that is my personal time. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because that took training my husband, um, myself, my <laughs> friends, because, especially being uh, having a home office because it was like, well, you're home. Why can't you do X, Y, Z, you know, and, and or, you know, come have lunch with us. So let's go to a movie, you know, all these things. And I would say, OK, this time period here is work. This time period is play. But I had flexibility. You know, maybe I worked until nine the night before. That meant that I could go have lunch with somebody. So, you know, it it was about having boundaries, but they're very flexible boundaries is maybe Mm -hmm. the best way to put it. Yeah. And it's the same thing for me because my my office is 
from home because I know I, you know, like I said earlier, I shut down the brick and mortar and I'm doing everything online. So my office is, is, is at home and I put in those boundaries, you know, it's the same. I, I have schedules. So mm-hmm. I know session one, session two, I have four sessions for the day outside of those schedule sessions in terms of my work plan. Mm-hmm. If whatever I choose to do, it's up to me right. on Sundays, for example, I decide, okay, I am not going to uh, take phone calls. Yes, I do look at it for real. Mm-hmm. And I do. <laughs> and I to see who's calling as well. Mm-hmm. And I do. And I do listen to those messages as well. Deb. Like we have a lot mm-hmm. in common here. But we have our personal me time space that we can decide what we do within that time. And it's important as part, you know, and this could also be one of another hint that would have been nice to include in the book is to uh, set boundaries. Because it's important to establish that because other than that, everybody thinks that they can monopolize your time. And if you don't place a value on you, if you don't place a value on your time, then nobody else will. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and it it is interesting because it it does, you know, it is difficult being an entrepreneur because, of course, we're thinking have to make money, have to make money, have to get clients, have to make money, you know. And so you work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you shouldn't. You know, and, and I think that's probably one of the first things that entrepreneurs and business owners, you know, small business really have to grasp is you cannot work like that. No. Can you? Yes. Should you? No. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because we do have to have that that personal time and that downtime. Now, I might use my downtime to be reading an inspirational book that pertains to business. But it was my choice to do that as opposed to reading People magazine or something like that. But there are times where I just need to read People magazine. Mm-hmm. And it's your choice. Right, right. <laughs> so speaking of books, why did you decide to write your book? Oh, interesting question. I like that. You know, I've always there's so many things I've always wanted to do. And I and I wrote them on my, you know, my affirmations and I and I started doing them like I'm the best selling author and, and of many books and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And it just, I was just having it. I was writing it down. I was saying it, but I wasn't doing anything about it. And I recall in 2013, when I had that store I was mentioning, Mm -hmm. that a friend of mine came into, she's a publisher actually, and she came into the store and we were just chatting. And we were like talking about books, you know, it just morphed into that subject. And I said, you know, I've always wanted to write a book, but I just don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, just start right if and you wait for the perfect time you'll be <laughs> waiting forever forever and as simple as that sounds deb just start mm-hmm. that's exactly what i did she helped me at that point to narrow down the subject because i wasn't quite sure what my subject would be at that point mm-hmm. she helped me to narrow it down and she said just start and believe me i think that was july 13 2013 somewhere there mm-hmm. And I went home that very evening and I began writing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I've been in, insp- because I know writing about entrepreneurship, I've been an entrepreneur at that time. It was, I started in 2007. Mm-hmm. So it would have been uh, seven, uh, 2007 from 13, that many years, six, mm-hmm. six years. Would it be? Yeah. 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 Trying to, <laughs> trying to do the math. Eh? And so I had some experience. The fact is I, Never had business experience growing up. Like nobody in my family had that to to, to hand down to me or anything. Mm -hmm. But I began doing business and I learned a lot of things along the way. I had to wing a lot of things. I had to 
figure it out on my own. Mm-hmm. I had to make, you know, reach out and make those connections. Like I didn't have the surname or the, the the kind of opportunities that would lend itself to, you know, getting out there and getting and and um and being able to start a business. I had to just mm-hmm. learn. And so I wanted to pay that forward mm-hmm. because I believe to whom much is given, much is expected. Right. And I, right. And I wanted to pay that forward. And so mm-hmm. I began to share my my own experience. And I think, you know, your personal story means so much. Um, and sometimes we discount the value of our personal stories. And I believe that it means so much. And I wanted to share that and share what it is about what I've been doing that has allowed me to achieve some level of success. And I wanted to share it. And I, and I, and I came up with 15 hints to entrepreneurial success. And of course there are lessons from a Caribbean businesswoman. I, I could have said Jamaican. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, a, I'm a Caribbean girl, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wanted to share that. And so I'm sure we're going to, we're going to go into some of those hints that I, mm-hmm. that right. I mentioned. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was my motivation. Well, and one of the, the nice things about it is this is a very short book. It's a quick read, but, you know, and, and so I, I went through it. Now, I do read pretty quickly, but I went through it really pretty fast. And there wasn't a page that I didn't go, uh-huh, or aha, you know, and, and <clears throat> because some of it just reinforces. But other parts are like, oh, yeah, you know, and, and, and some of it are things that we forget, Mm-hmm. Um, I love the chapter on perspective. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about that. Why is perspective so important as an entrepreneur? Well, it it is it is so important. Believe me, because if you don't have a right perspective on things, you miss important things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you miss things that you shouldn't have missed in the first place. You want to make sure that you have that uh, half full. Is is life? Is do you look at the glasses half full or half mm-hmm. empty? Right. Right. How do you see life? How how do how do you respond when something negative happens, when people are not actually treating you that the way that you want it to be treated or you you expect to be treated? How do you react? You know, I think it was um, Jack Canfield. He says what he has a great formula. I forget the formula, but he has a great formula. You know, event. I think event plus um, response. Mm-hmm equal outcome right right so it, it is important for us to to look at how we're responding to the things that are happening to us negatively or positively as well mm-hmm. right um how we put things like i say in the book instead of saying uh, i'm broke mm-hmm. i say my cash flow needs improving you know right. um and, it's and just it's a different <laughs> mindset There's it negative is negative and positive exactly it's just about uh that mindset and life is really about what you make it to be and I give a story of two young men walking, uh, you know, in a street in rural rural Jamaica where mm-hmm. they have to go to a very long distance in the countryside. And one one is complaining that, oh, my gosh, it's so far away. And, oh, my God, when I'm going to reach, the sun is so hot. While the other one sees it as an opportunity to exercise because his daily schedule doesn't allow him the flexibility of getting up and, and doing the exercise when he needs to be. Mm-hmm. So... With, you know, you know what I mean. So it is important for you to to see things from a from an interesting perspective, a positive perspective, mm-hmm. not necessarily from a, a negative one. Because the right. negative, those negative things will pull you down, pull you into a rut even more than you are. Mm-hmm. You probably are right now. Well, and we're not saying be a Pollyanna, you know, and no. and only think, you know, happy, happy, happy. 
but you know, it's definitely not chicken little with the sky is falling. <laughs> Perspective is about, you know, being realistic maybe is, is one of the ways to put it, you know, because we'll think, Oh my gosh, the sky is falling. You know, Oh, I lost my biggest client. Oh, woe is me. Ah! But putting it in perspective is, you know, I really didn't like them. Um, now I can pursue other clients or this client that I've been wanting to, to go after, but it was a conflict of interest. You know, all these various things. So, you know, kind of have that little pity party. Sometimes you need a little pity party. Yeah, but, but get over yeah, it qu- pretty right, quickly. Right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and, and that's the important thing, you know, and because I think we do need to, you know, we talked about it at the start. You have to acknowledge those negatives because they're there. But then learn from it. You know, okay, I lost my biggest client. Oh, woe is me. Wah, wah. Why did I lose them? What can I do differently next time to keep clients? You know, all of those various things. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting to say that the things that we say to ourselves, they are the things that get lodged in our self-conscious, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and so we have to be resolute about depositing and and making them into positive, turning them around. What is the opportunity here, right? Believe that you deserve the best Mm -hmm. and you will get the best. Believe that you deserve to have success and you will have success. I mean, I'm I'm a subscriber to the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. Right. I am, you know, And, and I realize that the moments when I feel that things aren't going to go well for me are the moments when they don't, believe it or not. You know, <laughs> well, and you mentioned it at the start that, you know, it takes 17 positives to, mm-hmm. you know, to, to go override one negative. No, negative. Right. Exactly. So, so if say that, you know, the person looks at, at your, your clothing apparel and they say, I don't like that. It's too flashy. And then you get that stuck in your head, you know, and, and, and but, you know, then you, you have to talk yourself not out of that, but into the positives, you know, flashy is good. Other people love flashy. You won awards with this one. You know, all those various things. But, of course, that little is still going to nag at you until you completely override it. Exactly. Exactly. And some other things that I've used over time, for example, because, I I mean, I wasn't always a positive thinker. You know, woe is me, the world, you know, I'm undone. The world is, yeah, it takes, it does take practice. You have to be intentional about the things that you allow to affect your space, your internal space. We have to be inter- intentional about it. I mean, one of the things that helps me, first of all, my faith, it helped a lot. Right. But not only that, I listen to a lot of CDs of, you know, persons um, who have gone journey, who have done the journey ahead of me. I read a lot of books. And I do a lot of self-talk. I have to talk to myself mm-hmm. a lot. Right. <laughs> so those are some of the things that help me. Well, and I love the self-talk because, you know, it, it's kind of that daily affirmation type of thing where, you know, you, you look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am strong enough. I am smart enough. Um, the, the, oh gosh, I just, um, there was a, uh, uh, there's obviously The Secret, which is a book that's written about, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. But um, I, there's, and, and the, it escapes me at the moment, there was a, a book that was turned into a movie where a young girl was always told, you know, ick, we, we wish we didn't have you, all these various things. And, and well, they had a housekeeper that always told her, you are beautiful, you are loved, you know, and, and, and just over and over and over. And then she started doing that herself. I am beautiful. I am loved. And, you know, her parents still thought 
you know, whatever. And, and she reached the point where I was like, you know what? They're my parents, but I don't care. You know, Mm -hmm. I know I am beautiful. I know I'm loved. And, you know, same thing, you know, I am smart enough. I am strong enough. You know, all these various things. And yes, we do have setbacks. I mean, you talk in your book about Usain Bolt, who is just an absolutely phenomenal athlete. Oh, yeah. He's not perfect every single time. And of course, what happens is when he's not perfect, oh my heavens, everybody latches on to that. And they forget Mm -hmm. the world records, the gold medals, all of these various things. And he takes it in, he acknowledges it, and then he goes, you know what, I'm still the best in the world. (laughs) Yeah, you know, um, as you mentioned, you say, because right, you know, I have it in the book. Um, When I saw him in 2002, I was amazed. I was mesmerized. I mean, I was working as a volunteer. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was working as a volunteer at the stadium. Mm-hmm. And that moment, it's forever etched in my mind how he won that 100 meter race. Right. And I knew from then that he was going to be great. That He was greatness personified. I knew that. <laughs> well, and, you know, another example of, uh, you know, and athletes, that are kind of overcoming, and, and this is a Jamaican example also, is the Jamaican bobsled team. You know, oh, yeah. Olympics, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those things that is it, kind of like an oxymoron, but they know. Now, clearly, they don't train in Jamaica, um, but they know that they can be bobsled people, you know, and, and that they can win medals and, and all of those, and they're not going to let the fact that they don't live where there's snow stop them. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I just love it. And that's, you know, that's what we have to do ourselves as, as entrepreneurs and, and business owners is think, okay, we're not going to let it stop us. You know, how can we go on? Exactly. Exactly. Because you're, you're going to get to that moment when uh, the challenges come. But what do you do with those challenges? You know, they are opportunities. See them as opportunity. Mm-hmm. And one, and when once opportunity, be, be prepared. So that when that opportunity comes and meet that preparedness then you have great success Mm -hmm. well and and it is about planning and you talk a lot in your book about planning and i love the fact that you have a sample business plan in your book Mm -hmm. um i think it's something that whether you're just starting out or have been in business many years you should go through that um because even if it's just clarifying things and going oh yeah you know this this is why we do this I think it's a, a good um, review for folks. And, and again, you know, if you're starting out, it really is something that you should do. But right. it, it is about reviewing those things and, and thinking, OK, that didn't work. Um, you know, we had this challenge. That one's not going to work. You know, maybe it's financial. You know, you do not have enough money to do X. OK, well, do we still want to do X? What can we do? Can we get a small business loan? Can we get a partner? And then you go on with it as opposed to just, well, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, and the truth is a lot of us entrepreneurs are guilty of that. You write your plan Mm -hmm. and many people write the plan for a bank or for other partners or Mm -hmm. stakeholders, right? But you write the plan, you put it down. Mm-hmm. Dust starts to gather at it. <laughs> I know. It's yeah, on right? the bookshelf and you never look yeah. at it again. Mm-hmm. Guilty. Persons are guilty of that, right? And, yep. and we all get guilty of it sometimes, right? But we need to look over those business plans. And as you rightly say, there is one in the book, 15 Hints Entrepreneurial Success. And mm-hmm. I was very intentional in putting in that plan because I know that plan, when I when I prepared my own plan, it, it has helped me to get partners on board. You know, when I needed to discuss 
with with uh, to get grant funding or to get other help on board. Mm-hmm. It was able to help me. And so I know the importance of having a business plan. Like I said, these 15 hints are things that have actually helped me. And so I put them in the book to help, you know, persons who who want to get into business. And again, it's not even just for business persons, because there are some things in the book that are so applicable to life in general. Finding your purpose, defining success. Another one I love, Deb, which we haven't touched on yet, is evicting fear. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh definitely my. Definitely talk about that. Mm-hmm. There is, I like to say, a paper tiger. Mm-hmm. Right. You you touch it and it blows over. It's a lot of things. You know, ninety percent of the things that we fear in life never ever materialize, mm-hmm. and the ones that actually do materialize are the ones that we I would say is self fulfilling prophecy. Right. You think about it so much that it becomes, you know, it, it becomes real. Mm-hmm. You know, it's false expectations appearing real is another, another acronym for fear. Mm-hmm. And one of the things for me that, you know, I, I tell you, we all go through that moment. So I'm not presenting this picture as though, you know, it's an ideal and, and we don't mm-hmm. ever face them. We all face moments of fear, mm-hmm. but it, the, the idea is to acknowledge it and move on quickly. Like for me, when I was thinking and contemplating and deliberating over quitting my job versus to start my business versus staying in the job, that was a, gave a sense of security, right. you know. So I had the false sense of security of getting a paid vacation, mm-hmm. um, sick leave, and subsidized lunch, and mm-hmm. you know all those things. But you know what? That was an illusion of security because the truth is. Any time, at any point in time, my employer could have given me a letter that says, Dear Mrs. Watkins Porter, thank you so much for your time. However, uh-huh. however, right? Mm-hmm. I know that, that good old word, however. Yes, right? So it, 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 it gives us a false sense of, you know, a nine to five. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a nine to five because we need persons employed because entrepreneurs need to have um, employees, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that it's something wrong, but if your purpose is for you to create your own employment, do that mm-hmm. without the fear. Acknowledge the fear, but at the same time, don't allow it to cripple you. I love what Marian Williamson says. I, I love her so much. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to include it in my book. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The the what if I'm successful, mm-hmm. and which is funny because it, it, that is is completely counterintuitive. But we do think that you know the the what if is is often what stops us, and and it's scary. You know, what scary. if we become that successful, well, then I'm going to have to continue that success. You know, mm-hmm. all these people are depending on me. All of these various things, and we talk ourselves out of it because we have that fear of you know, being, being what we want to be. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, because we don't want to have the responsibility that mm-hmm. comes along with being a success because it means that we're now more scrutinized. Mm-hmm. We're under the microscope a lot more and we'd rather be private, but why do we want to be private? Again, we fear being out there, but nothing being out there is okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Don't go into the, don't, um, 
was it Miles Monroe who says that the the the, the more uh, the richest place is actually the cemetery because mm-hmm. there you have all these skills, all these um, talent right. ideas mm-hmm. that never materialize, all these books that weren't written, all mm-hmm. these plays and and movies that weren't done because someone was fearful. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? So go ahead. To win big, you must be willing to fail big. And sometimes you do. I mean, you, oh, know, yeah. you you can go bankrupt. You can do whatever. But again, it's like we said, you have to learn from that experience. Anyone who has never failed has never tried anything mm-hmm. new. I can attest to failure. I mean, like I opened and I said, my, my brick and mortar, it failed miserably. Mm-hmm. And I had to pivot and pivot my company into into now Patwa Culture. So the company is now Patwa Culture International, where we're the go-to company to provide Jamaican products and services, you know, the, or, or, or uh, entertainment products, which is coming on stream, or Patwa Apparel products, which is available online, patwaapparel.com and so on. Lots of pivoting. And even as I now develop the focus on, put the focus some more on the personal branding so that I can help persons who are entering entrepreneurship, help them avoid some of the pitfalls that I have actually gone through, having had to to um to wing my way through it you know and figure things out mm-hmm. right well and you've got some more good tips in the book like intellectual property financials oh, yeah. negotiation mm-hmm. um you know all of those things that quite often an entrepreneur never even thinks about right um you know and and, and it's funny i received an email from a, a, a company in china and i all i you know, it was like one of those, oh dear, what are they asking me for type of, of spam emails. <laughs> yeah. And my website URL is debcareer.com. And this company was wanting to register in China, something else. And so they contacted me to see if, I, and of course, what they wanted was me to buy that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, did I, did I want that to keep that other company from buying it? And, you know, but at the same point, it's like, okay, that is, is that my intellectual property? Is my name something that I should have trademarked? Um, You know, all of these various things. And, and, you know, the information you have is is Jamaican specific, but for the context, but it's applicable anywhere. Yes, yes. And the truth is, you know, an intellectual property is such a funny one. I even read, I have the personal experience with, although I was doing the right thing. You know, in another brand I was creating, although I was doing the right thing, I actually got um, someone with a lawsuit thinking, saying, yes, I was mm-hmm. infringing on somebody else's copyright. That's for a mm-hmm. sauce line that I was working on. And I had mm-hmm. to change I had to change the name. I mean, I went through a, a, a legal battle with right. that. And so we, we have and I did everything that was right. I think the only thing and what I could learn from that and what I did learn from that is before going public with it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I started to go on, on on TV and promoting it and in the newspaper and stuff before doing that, I should have waited until everything came through. I, I started doing all of that whilst the process was only being initiated. Ah, you were just too excited. Yes. The process was only being initiated and was not complete. Mm-hmm. So my lesson from that, and, and even as I write this book, my lesson from that, because this happened after the book was published, mm-hmm. is that we need to make sure that whenever we are registering our name, whatever brand name, whatever law, whatever thing we're trademarking, ensure 
having done your research, ensure that the process is complete. The actual mm-hmm. registration process is complete before going ahead and doing putting it out in the public. Because mm-hmm. you have persons who want to come at you because this person who came at me was not registered at all. Ah. So they were you able to use common law mm-hmm. against me because I was doing the right thing all along. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. This and and this I won't even go into all the, you know, the, the, the ins and the outs of it, mm-hmm. but it's a lesson to be learned. So it is important to protect mm-hmm. our, um, or intellectual property. No, you, it, 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 it's up to you in this case, Deb. And I get a lot of these letters from China regarding mm-hmm. Patwa Pearl and other things too. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, I get a lot of these names, you know, persons, it's just persons wanting to, to make some money off domain mm-hmm. registration. Like, you know, what the hell? It's not that important. You know what I, I mean? Know. <laughs> you know, it'd be different if I were a multi-million dollar corporation. Yeah. But, and see, an MI affirmation should be that I am. I know that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I was like, okay, you know, you're you're in China, that's okay. I don't care. Yeah, I don't um, care. <laughs> you know, and, and but they actually needed it from me in writing to say I didn't want it, um, and I was fine with that, you know. And and um, but but it is it it is something that a lot of times we don't think about. You know, we name our business and we never look to see does somebody else have that name mm. or that product or you know some things like that and. Then sometimes it's who had it first. Mm-hmm. You know, how well known is it? Um, trademarks and things like that here in the United States can get very complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and for persons, you know, um, just kind of oh, what is intellectual property? It's a creation of the mind for which sole rights are recognized and attributed to the creator or developer of ideas. Mm-hmm. So it's any creation involving the mind. It could be symbols, names, images, right. invention, and so on and so forth. You know. So, it, you know, for a graphic designer, it's the images they create. A photographer, right. their photography. You know, all of these. Authors is a book that you publish right. and so on and so forth. And my, my Patois Parallel. So in, in the case of Patois Parallel, for example, it's the it's the logo. It's, it's how I stylize the design for the actual logo. That is what is trademarked. Right. Well, and, you know, that, that brings up another point that you talk about in your book, and that is, it's okay to ask people for help. Oh you know, my gosh. We don't gosh. know everything. So it's, it's perfectly acceptable and, and not acceptable. It's required folks. It's required. When you need legal assistance, get a lawyer, financial support, get a get CPA. A, yes. You know, all these various things. Yes. And I had to learn that because mm-hmm. I don't like to ask for help. I'm, I, we, I, I am, I mean, we can build this yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Or I'm independent and I don't need, you know, I can do this. I can do this. Mm-hmm. But you do try it and you realize how quickly you fail. Right. And and I've been blessed to have some, especially when well, I'm based in Jamaica. So I've been blessed to have some real uh, business support organizations, for example, who just reached out to me. I remember I, I, I cite an example in the book how I wasn't going to apply for a particular um, opportunity where I was able to go overseas on based on some funding that was available to Europe, you know, Germany, um, France and, and England. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to apply for this opportunity because I thought that some of the requirements I didn't meet. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, they had different weighting on on ah. each on each area. So mm-hmm. where I fell down, um, you know, heavily or, you know, where I fell down, I was able to make up in, in, in areas okay. that had a, had a higher mm-hmm. weight. So. I applied and I got through and I thought to myself, that was an experience of a lifetime. What 
if I never had these people mm-hmm. who would encourage me because I was just not going to apply for it, you know, and I've had several instances of people just reaching out to me because they see what I'm creating. They want to be a part of it. They think it's amazing. You know, um, for m- many people who haven't heard about Pato Apparel, Pato Apparel is simply where we take the Jamaican expressions, putting an interpretation in English. And when you go to the website, you will see all the amazing things. We've we've gone on several um, international fashion shows. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, not just, and we've been in Jamaica, of course, but also overseas, the Dom Rep, um, the United States and so on. Of course, our line, mm-hmm. I went, I brought it to China for example, and everywhere I've brought this collection, there is this amazing love that I get for it. And so, yes, people have come into my life to help me. I, I have a great mentor, even now, you know, one who thinks you, you, you don't need a mentor. I need a mentor. I've also been part of the Branson Center of Entrepreneurship. You know, mm-hmm. that's an initi- initiative of Richard Branson. Oh, wow. Uh, yes. And, and, and it's just, just amazing people and institutions that are in my life, my business mm-hmm. life to help me to get to that next level because I, you know, where I'm, where I'm heading, I can't go alone. I have, there have to be others with me. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and you, like you said, you have to be open to it. Yes. And I think, you know, often and and it may be different in uh, Jamaica, but here in the United States, especially women, we do tend to think I have to do it by myself because I have to (laughs) prove that I can. And, you know, and, 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 and that comes back to those negative thoughts, you know, well, you can't do that. You can't do that. You're not smart enough. And, you know, and we're thinking, well, but it's a failure if I admit I have to have somebody do my bookkeeping. Uh, it means you get to focus on the things that are really important. Exactly. And the things that you're good at, because that's so important, you know, Deb, it's so important for us to identify our strengths. Mm-hmm. Work on those. Do the things that we're strong at, and outsource the rest. Don't outsource it. Th- don't don't do the things that you're not good at. I used to when I just started out. For example, I started in in, in Excel my accounts. Then I upgraded to QuickBooks, mm-hmm. and then after a while, I decided, you know what? I'm not even making some of the entries correctly. Let me give this one account, and it's not my right. thing. I don't want to do it. I don't like doing it. Mm-hmm. Let me give it to an account, and right. although. It's important that, as I mentioned too, there's a chapter on financials. Mm-hmm. It is important to have an idea of, you yeah. know, the balance sheets mm-hmm. and, and, and so all these things. It is very important. But you don't, you have an understanding of them so that when your accountant gives you those reports, mm-hmm. then you can know if something is amiss or not. Mm-hmm. Right. So it is very right. Well, and we hear about that numerous times where and, and here in the States, it's, and it's usually a celebrity, mm-hmm. you know, an actor, a sports figure, somebody like that, who all of a sudden is broke, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they had and no idea what was millions. going on, right. <laughs> you know, and, and they weren't asking for profit and loss statements, or if they did, they didn't know how to read them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some things like that. I have a younger cousin who wants to be, a, or I think he's actually transitioned into a different phase of life now, but at one point he wanted to be a stand up comic. And so he went to Second City and trained there in Chicago. But they require that you also are working towards a business degree so that you can read your own contracts. Now, you know, you might not write them, but you can read it and know, wait a minute, I just gave away 65 percent of my business when I thought I was, you know, I was the one that was getting 75 percent or whatever. And, you know, and and you do need to know those things, you know, so like you said, you might not have to do it yourself, but you have to be able to know it's being done right. 
Right. And so, and one of the benefits I find over time, Deb, of doing and ensuring that my financials are in order. Mm -hmm. You see, I love to look out for opportunities. Mm -hmm. And grant funding was one of the things that helped me at the initial stage of my business. Mm -hmm. And I recognized that I couldn't have uh, gotten grants without having a proper financial, having my accounts in order. So Mm -hmm. it's not just for you. It's also to gain opportunities and to access opportunities that are out there. But Mm -hmm. they want to make sure that when they give you this money, that it's going to be properly accounted for. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's important. It is important. Mm -hmm. It is. And it's much better, you know, just like the business plan, that that it's a a, a work in progress. You know, Mm -hmm. you're not having to go back and think, now, what did I do five years ago? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's just something that you continually update and, and keep on top of. Exactly. Exactly. Well, let's talk about something that is is the basis for the book and the most important thing, and that is finding your purpose. Ooh, <laughs> this is my we've favorite. Got, we, like... I know, and we've only got 10 minutes left, and this is like an hour and a half conversation about that. But, you know, why is it so important that someone finds their purpose and doesn't just say, I want to be a landscaper. Listen. I want to open a restaurant. I want to write a book. Listen. You know, what is it about finding your purpose? And I start with this quote, two quotes I love. One is from Mark Twain. He says that there are two most important days in a person's life. One, the day you were born and two, the day you found out why. And the other one for me, which is absolutely critical and and, and so poignant is from Miles Monroe. Mm -hmm. The greatest tragedy in life is not death but life without a purpose. You see, see when you don't know your purpose, when you're unclear, you're unsure what your purpose is, then you are confused pretty much. And you get up every day, not with a sense of, oh my gosh, it's a great day, but you get up with a sense of, oh, this again, I have to be, you know. Oh God, it's Monday. Yeah, it's Monday. Like for me, every single day, not that I feel bright and chirpy every day, no. But every single day, I am happy to be alive. I am happy to get up and work towards my goal, my 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 big vision of life transformation through inspiration. And I'm doing that through writing books. I'm doing that through public speaking and motivational speaking. I'm doing that through the Entrepreneurial You podcast. I'm doing that right now, even as I'm speaking with you, Deb. And for me, it is important that I know because... Once I know what I'm, what I'm, what I'm to do, and I have it down into a sentence to a T, I know what I, when I'm working on something that does not form part of that purpose, I know I'm wasting my time. I should not be doing. That. I should not be taking this on because it does not align with my purpose. Mm-hmm. A, a purpose, your purpose allows for alignment. So the things that you do and the opportunities, the no longer the bright shiny objects, for example, appeal to you. You look for opportunities that are in alignment with what you were called to do. And not that life becomes um, all of a sudden easy, but it becomes more bearable. Mm -hmm. It becomes it becomes more ordered and it is important. Right. And so many other things. For example, what I like to say when you find your purpose, so many things that happen to you is that you get so focused on it that sometimes it appears that no one is around Right. You, you can almost get into a trance almost when you're when you're doing things that are aligned with your purpose. You're almost you're always focused on doing what you love and you do not allow yourself to be distracted because I must tell you, I get distracted quite easily. But it's my purpose that keeps me in alignment. 
and keeps me in balance. So I don't necessarily do random things. Or if I do, if I find myself doing something random, I quickly catch myself and like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, this is a waste of time. No, I should not be doing this, right? And some of the other things that, but you know, when you're on purpose, that you have a strong underlying belief that what you're doing is what you were created to do. You know, you know. There's that stillness in your inside of you that will tell you that what you're doing is what you were created to do. And the, the truth is, yeah, you would have probably tried several things before, but you found that you quickly lose interest in them because mm-hmm. they were not in alignment and they, they, they weren't giving that inner peace. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and, you know, it's like we said at the start, that can be things like, you know, your, your purpose might be to be the best mother you can. Sure. And that's fabulous, you know, or it, it could be that, you know, you want to become a millionaire because you want to be so philanthropic, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so all of those things and, and, and it's your purpose. It's not anybody else's purpose. You know, that's the important thing to remember too is, you know, it's, it's not, and, and maybe that means you have to, to mm, cut some people out of your life <laughs> because your purpose clashes with their purpose. Maybe it would be, that, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and that's okay. And you know, an important thing to recognize though, your purpose is never, it, 99% of the time as I've identified, it's never having anything to do with money. Right. Money is just a byproduct, mm-hmm. which is great. And, and you'll get <laughs> what you need to yes. fulfill that purpose. Yes, yes. You know, and, and you know, I've, I've spoken with a couple of guests recently who they're, they're married and I actually interviewed them separately. One of their... I guess it was their purpose was to be able to live a lifestyle where they were just totally nomadic and they, they do have a permanent address because yes, you have to get mail and you know, things Mm -hmm. like that, but they do any place they have the internet, they work. And so they work in, um, you know, and clearly they provide a service as opposed to a a fixed product because anywhere they have internet, they can work. Mm -hmm. And, and that really was their you know, their purpose was to be able to have that type of life where they could enjoy that, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and have the type of career where they could enjoy it. And, and it tailed, you know, it went into their goals, you know, the, so then they had to have X number of clients, you know, because you still had to pay those bills, of course, you know, and, and some things like that. But I love talking with both of them because it was very clear that, and, and fortunately, you know, they found each other and had the same type of thing. But, um, but they also, you know, discovered that very early in their relationship that they had that matching purpose. Mm-hmm. And did, did you, oh, I saw somebody on YouTube, a couple on YouTube um, who were doing that. They were, they were working and living from a van, I think one of those mm-hmm. um, mobile, right. mobile um, mm-hmm. vans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, you know, and, 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 you know, I love stories like that. You know, I, I couldn't do that, but that's okay. Um, you know, I, aside from anything else, I like my stuff. I have to have my stuff around me. You know, I love the programs about tiny houses and I think tiny houses are really cute, but you know, I have more stuff in one room than they have in a tiny house. Um, but, but again, you know, it, it, it's to emphasize that it's different for every person. Yes. And that's what I want to want us to walk away with that. Mm-hmm. You know, your purpose is not mine. 
Uh, my purpose isn't yours. You need to identify what that is. Search deep within. Start asking persons that know you quite well what it is that you are good at. If you're still at that searching point, what it is that you're good at? Ask right. persons and believe it or not, they will begin to tell you. And you know you because when you're when you're you're at peace, you know, when, when you're doing that thing, that's when you're most at peace. So begin to ask right. yourself, what am I when am I most at peace? I'm most at mm-hmm. peace when I'm doing X and you fill in the blanks, you know? Right, right. And and again, it's going to be different for somebody, you know, volunteering might actually be what they, they want or, you know, whatever it is. But um, you, you cannot really go forward until you have done that. Exactly. So we've got, oh, eh, heck, uh, we have just a couple minutes left. Tell us quickly about your program, The Entrepreneurial You. Oh, my gosh. That is like my, I'm so excited about The Entrepreneurial You. It started as a radio show on on a traditional radio, did for three seasons. And then I, you know what? I decided I wanted to reach more people. So a podcast it is. And I started that March of this year, 2017. And The Entrepreneurial You is, I'd like to say, it's a podcast for dedicated and passionate entrepreneurs seeking inspiration. So each week I interview a global high impact entrepreneur to motivate and inspire my community of peak performers. That's what they are. Peak performers, constantly moving. Yeah. So, and so, you know, we've had guests like John Lee Dumas, um, JV Crumb, Yeah. JV Crumb the third, Michael Pry of Trello, uh, Chris Ducker. We're going to be having Amy Porterfield and so on. So we've been having a great time. Already we're in 60 countries, I'm sure. Over 60 countries, actually. Uh, we're doing pretty well. So I love it. Yeah. HennekaWatkinsPorter.com well, is where it's available, as well as in iTunes and other podcast directories. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and I love your accent, but I'm going to spell out your URL for, for those of us that might need that. It's Henneka, H-E-N-E-K-A-W-A-T-K-I-S-P-O-R. T-E-R. It's just exactly like it sounds. HennekaWatkinsPorter.com. That's it. And I'm on Twitter <laughs> at the Entrep U. So T-H-E-E-N-T-R-E-P-Y-O-U. And on Instagram, Henneka underscore Watkins underscore Porter. And of course, PatuaParl.com is my clothing brand. P-A-T-W-A-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. On Instagram, I'm PatuaParl. And Twitter, Patwa Parallel as well. And of course, I'm on Facebook for both brands too. So you can hook me up. <laughs> great, great. And hopefully you'll you'll get connected with folks. And as I said at the start, we've got listeners around the world. So this is so cool. Yes, yes, yes. And get the book. Get the book. The book is available yes. on Amazon. Amazon, 15 Perfect. Hints to Entrepreneurial Success. Of course, Barnes & Noble as well and other um, internet online book um, book sites. And definitely on my website, Henneka Watkins Porter, Debbie spelled it out earlier, HennekaWatkinsPorter.com, you can get the book there as well. So I look forward to hearing from you. Send me an email, HennekaWatkinsPorter at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. <laughs> I love it. You know, and, and I do hope that people will get the book because as I mentioned, it was a quick, fast read, but lots and lots of great tips. And it does have that that fabulous template in there for a business plan. Yes, yes, yes. 
great. Well, we didn't even get to talk about several things. I wanted to know about the I Believe initiative. I wanted to know more about your clothing line. Yes. So, you know what that means, Hanukkah. We yeah. have to talk again. We will talk again. <laughs> <laughs> it has been my pleasure. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Deb. And you're doing a great job getting the word out, you know, about the, the person that you bring on your show. It's important for that platform to be had. And I appreciate what you're doing. You're doing great work. Keep it up. Well, thank you so much. And as I said, I'm Deb Creer, and I've been having a great time talking with Henneke Watkins-Porter. And until next week, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.